Hell yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy. I, of course, am Funky Sam Medina. And I'm Athena Rodriguez. And we are here with comedian and DJ Mike Jones. What's up, Mike? What's happening? Hell yeah, dude. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time. Right, right, right. Hey, so uh, I, the first thing I want to know is about uh, uh, my my. I've always told you this. My favorite thing is when you when you're the DJ. You're the DJ at Tommy T's, and when you go, oh, I'm your DJ Mike Jones, and the whole crowd goes, who, who, who? oh wait, and then you go, I always gotta wait for the who. Uh, how, how annoying is that to you? It was super annoying when Mike Jones first came out because I actually. I hated Mike Jones. I <laughs> hated everything about him. And then after a while, uh, I say Mike, probably about uh, about a year after he came out, then it just I just got used to it. Like I think the weirdest places I heard I heard people yell "Who" was when I visited a church and they announced my name and the whole choir said "Who," <laughs> and then <laughs> and then when I went to a bank bank and somebody read my. Uh, my driver's license. It was like Mike Jones. Mike Jones. I'm like, oh come on. Then they started passing my driver's license around the bank. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> so now it just kind of just grew on me, dude. That's cool. I, I love it. I love it though when you're just like, oh, I was gonna wait for the who. <laughs> hey, so uh so where do you come from? Where did you grow up? Did you grow up here in the Bay Area? Yeah, man, born and raised uh, in uh, Oakland. Started off West Oakland um, until I got to high school. Then I moved to East Oakland and graduated from uh, Castlemont. And then uh, just started playing some ball and traveling and all of that good stuff. And moved to Houston for a few years, came back, and uh, I ended up in a comedy club. <laughs> wow. How, uh, uh, how serious was the ball? Uh, I made it to single A, single A ball with uh, Cincinnati organization. Um, oh, wow. And then after I after I had my um, when I turned twenty one, had my son, and then um, I started playing travel uh, softball. Started traveling the country doing that. And uh, uh, as you can see, I'm still kind of tied into it. Now I umpire <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> That's cool. Did you ever have any aspirations <laughs> to like go pro or anything or minor leagues? Uh yeah. That I mean that was the goal at first, but. Um, my work, my work habits wasn't as, it wasn't up to par. <laughs> I was just say I was distracted. <laughs> but if I was, a, if, I, if I was a little more focused, no doubt, uh, no doubt in my mind, I should have been playing in the Coliseum with some major league team. You're still playing though now, right? Because uh, I remember uh, uh, last Christmas time. I remember you had a big knee injury from playing softball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the body don't recover like how I used to, man. And, you know, a little, uh, a few Motrins mixed with a little bit of alcohol, and I'll forget, <laughs> forget how old I am sometimes. You <laughs> tried to dive into a base and then I landed on a bat, and I think I was down for like five months. <laughs> <laughs> so what is where yeah, does what happens? Where does stand-up comedy come into your life? You know the funny thing about uh comedy, what got me into it, I was um uh, I was actually on my way to a softball tournament in Sacramento when I found out that Bernie Mac had died. And I was like, Man, I wish I had a I wish I had been able to see him in person. Like I never got to see him in person. 
And then, so my next birthday, I just made a bucket list of a bunch of stuff that just out of my element. And one of them was just getting on stage and seeing how it felt to be like Bernie Mac on stage. So I went to uh, Tommy T's open mic. And I I think I I came in the top five out of 30. Uh, And I was just like, yeah, you know, I was drunk. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I came back up, came back three, two or three months later. And I came in the second place uh, against uh, Bing Bing, the cold train. (laughs) <laughs> oh <Wow. laughs> yeah she had she had beat me and then after that people started trying to book me and i'm like i'm not a comedian <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. and then i just started hitting up a bunch of open mics and stuff and then just you know once you get you already know how it is once you get a little taste of it you know then it get it become addictive so yeah and it's a stress it. release Wow, yeah, yep. that's crazy, and what an honor! I mean, and you know, not many people better to to come second to the Nicole Tran. She's super right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you gotta, if you can speak another language, man, that's a cheat code. Gotta <laughs> open. <laughs> uh, what about what about the DJ stuff? Where did that come from? Uh, man, I've been DJing man since high school, bro. So I DJed at uh, in high school pep rallies and all of that stuff. Ran a PA system and stuff at uh, my church and stuff. So that was always in me. Um, then once I started running my own comedy shows, I was like, the average DJ costs like 500 to book. And I was like, I'm not about to book somebody and pay them $500 <laughs> to play 10 seconds of intro music when I can do it myself. <laughs> and so I did a show at Tommy T's and that's how I hooked up with Johnny and then Johnny uh, asked me if I could come and DJ major headlining, so that's how that that's how that worked out. Oh, that's, that's cool. How long have you been uh, with Tommy T's? I uh, was for about four years now. So, nice. yeah, I remember uh, yeah. when I first met you. I thought you were uh, I thought you were the the personal DJ for Pops because oh, for, my first uh, week, my phone? first week you weren't there. And then my second week, you were there, and he was there, and I was like, "Oh, he brought a DJ." I just thought that he brought a DJ or something. And then the third week, you were there too. I'm like, "What are you still doing here? <laughs> Did he forget you or what?" <laughs> uh, Pops was super cool. That was, uh, I think you started. Pops was, I think that was my first first year I was with the club. Okay, so, I know um, my second week there, but I mean, he was there probably all the time, you know. Well, that was my first time working with him, though. And uh, okay. yeah, Pops Witherspoon was—he was super cool, man. We, me and him, sat and talked on the stage for about about forty-five minutes because his feet was hurting. But uh, yeah, he uh, I got sorry about these loud people over here. <laughs> my second week, I was at I was at Tommy T's. Um, I was, they put me on upstairs. I was the upstairs security guard and I was super like uncomfortable up there because I'm afraid of heights and the floor is a little, (laughs) I was just like the whole time I really couldn't even pay attention to like my job because I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I doing? What's going to happen? Oh my God, I'm so scared. And I, uh, my second week there, I was going to quit. I was going to be like, well, if they're going to just put me up here, I can't be here. Like I can't do this. And then he came out of the green room, which is also upstairs. And he like, he goes, hey, man, what's up? And he put his hand on my shoulder. And then he like walked past me, went downstairs. And I'm like, holy shit, this is where I need to be. 
This is where I need to be. And I got over that shit quick after that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I like, like, with, um, the one cool thing about working at Tommy T's is when you really run into, like, a major headliner, like a, a legit celebrity, and you get to see how cool they are. Yeah. Um, I, I only, I've only had problems with, like, the, the B-list celebrities, <laughs> like the ones that, <laughs> the ones that, that really want to be known. Yeah, that want to be known. I'm not going to name names, but um, there's the people that really want to be famous, famous, that I had issues with. All, all the legit famous people that have been in movies and all of that, super, super humble, super down to earth. And I think that's that's what kind of shocked you about working with, with celebrities like that, just how, just like how normal they are, you know? So, but yeah, that, that, that's one. That's one of the perks. Definitely one of the perks of being able to work there, Absolutely. or just be at home and you see a commercial. It's like, oh, I'm about to work with that guy this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if he did or not, um, but Phase on Love, uh, Big Worm, uh, he really made me feel like he remembered me the second time I was there and he, he came through. Like, he, oh yeah, he, he, like he remembered me. Now that, that was a fucking honor to me. Oh uh, yeah, Phase Phase on is a fool. Faison is one of my favorites that comes through there. Uh, Bill Bellamy, um, Tommy Tony Davidson. Roberts, yeah, t- yeah, Tom- Tommy Davidson is a fool. Uh, T.K. Kirkland, um, like I said, like just the fact that uh, even uh, Marlon Wayans, um, all, all of them, like they really, like I said, like it'll trip you out when you really peep how normal a lot of them are, and even. Um, chilling in the green room, like Bill Bellamy had come up to me and uh, asked me like how's the crowd and um and you know asked me what music do we do I think he should come out to and it's like damn you know they really really care about what you're doing uh DL Hewley was really cool too uh just like I said man when you meet people that's way up there and they just they super down to earth man it's like wow you know so I mean shout out to Tommy T should you know letting average people come in there and uh be able to interact and trust, you know, that you're not going to, you know, uh, make their establishment look bad or, or anything like that. But I think, like I said, that's one of the, that's one of the perks, man. Meeting uh, celebrities that's real down to earth. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This is cool. Absolutely. Just seeing the people come through and then being able to see shows because like, I can honestly say that, you know, working in security, I was able to see Cedric the Entertainer four times in two days. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, man, I got this meet two out of the four kings of comedy. Right, you know? exactly. Exactly. You know, that, 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 that's dope. You know, and you get a lot of life experiences and stories that that you uh that you that the average person won't won't ever be able to experience. Like if I tell you some of the stuff like phase on me and phase on phase on I got a text chain with him with oh, him uh <laughs> with him uh he wasn't cursing me out. He just kept saying he was going to whoop me. <laughs> because he had seen, I, I think, one, one of his shows, one of my friends that, she, that came to the show, she had spoke to me after the show, and Faison liked her and wanted to talk to her. And um, I was like, well, you Faison, why are you asking me? <laughs> and um, he kept saying, I gave him an Omaha <laughs> or whatever. But he, uh, Bezos is super cool. He got my phone number. I don't even know how he got it. Text um, <laughs> me at 2 in the morning, still talking about what, what happened at the show. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> so, I even know me and, me and this fool got our uh, our birthdays is on the same day, too. 
Oh, that's crazy. Oh, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> and imagine going back, you know, 20 years and telling yourself that, you know, Big Worm's going to text you out of the blue. Okay. <laughs> you don't even know how you got your number. Right. All right. All right. Same thing with um, uh, uh, DC DC Curry too. He, he was funny, cause you know um, uh, you know Veronica. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's my seventy five year old baby mama. <laughs> yeah. And I said <laughs> she loves it when you say that. When I said that in front of him, and he was like, like that. If she don't like you, I said oh uh, something. And I was like, that's my baby mama. And I like, tell her. Tell, tell, tell him, tell him. That's telling you, my baby mama. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> and, uh, he was he was cracking up. Then I told him about uh, I told him about the time I kind of kind of bumped heads with Tony Rock. So um, DC was like, he was like, you didn't bump heads with him. I'm gonna call Tony and tell him to whoop your ass the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like um, some of these big like these big headliner comedians are just like from the same scene like like oh like if you know two of your friends were able to just blow up and they just know each other right 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 and that's that's cool that's another thing i respect about um a lot of the community especially the ones out of chicago how they look out for each other when they always go back like um even from ray lepowski like at one point like he was oh, yeah. one of the hottest names out of chicago and d-ray used to open for him and now that d-ray got bigger he's taking him on the road with him uh, Damian Williams is from Chicago, and then he knows Terry Dorsey's from Chicago, but he's out here, so he'll let him feature every time he's out here. Like oh, I like wow. the camaraderie. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of lot of comedians that still uh, look out for each other. Even um um, uh, Flame and Row was actually really cool to work with. Um, because you know with Flame and Mer- Monroe, Tiffany Haddish put her on. You know, so okay. um, yeah, just. Like I said, when you get to see comments that don't forget about comments that they came up with, I think that's 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 dope too. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. I like seeing that. Uh, we see a lot, you know, when we watch like um, Bill Tony and stuff. All the comics are friends with each other, and it's like, it's super fun to see. Right. <laughs> are you getting attacked by a flock of geese? Dude, I don't know what's going on. Like, if it's a tsunami, I'm like, at, I'm at Alameda Beach. <laughs> what are you up like, to? You said you're um, you're umpiring today. Yeah, I'm umpiring. It's a tournament out here for uh, breast cancer awareness oh. in Alameda. So um, I'm out here umpiring some games to help that out, help that organization out. And uh, I, I don't know where these ducks and flying seagulls and stuff. It's like it must be, it must be like the halftime show. <laughs> so they must think they're the Blue Angels or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope. I think it's dope, dude. You and your wife do copy together, man. I like that. That's dope to me, man. I any girl that I talk to, I could like, nah, like, I'll try, hey, man, help me with a joke. Like, well, you're the comedian. Like, nah, I need you're your help. Comedian. Like, like, what you mean? I know I'm the comedian, but tell me, is it funny? <laughs> like, <laughs> it is, it is really, really cool to have, like, like almost like a forever writing partner, you know, like because we're always bouncing ideas off each other. We're always like, hey, what about this? What about this? Maybe try this, different yeah, things like yeah. that. So it is really, really good to have a forever writing partner. It definitely is. Yeah, that's what's up. And I can see how big like the whole hypothetical comedy thing got. Like, I think like the, I can see like where you started from and like during the pandemic, like how it catapulted and like 
you got comics and stuff like all over the country and world that's chiming in. I'm like, dude, that's what, that's what, that's what's up, man. So yeah, I've got to tip tip my hat to both of y'all. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. It was definitely a good time. Yeah. What about you? Because um, you weren't really doing a lot of like Zooms during the pandemic time, but you were doing a lot of like Facebook Lives. Like, what was that like doing comedy like that? I was, you know what? Uh, I was just bored. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I was just bored, and then. Uh, but you know it's funny. That's how I came up with the Get Loose crew because I had like the same, like core group of people that would come on my lives: uh, Cookie, Shanice, Jarrell, uh, Mateo. Then it's like, you know, they just turned into that. And then once I started doing my shows, I called it Mike Jones and the Get Loose crew. So that 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 was cool. And then um, I was just you know just trying to keep doing stuff to just kind of stay relevant. You know, during the pandemic, yeah. I did. That was like the hardest part about being on lockdown yeah. or whatever kind of lockdown we was on, like still putting your name out there. So from doing like the DJ verses to just talking about silly stuff, it was just what ninety percent being bored, ten percent trying to stay relevant. <laughs> I think a lot of people had to go through that during the the pandemic. You know, um, I really think it stimulated a lot of creativity in in most people. They were trying to be creative and. You know, theme. There was like all kinds of people putting out content that you wouldn't see anywhere else. It was just right. so new and fresh. Yeah. And it was all like just right. brand new. Yeah, we're kind of yeah. all learning as we we're going. Yep. Yeah. And it's pretty much. I mean, that's that's the dope part about about it. Looking at it half full, it was either going to make you or break you as a comedian mm -hmm. or entertainer. Like you could have just crawled into a corner and like you know, because I'm not gonna lie for a while, like. um, like it kind of like I had slipped into a depression low key for a minute when it first happened because yeah. I had really like went all in for comedy and DJing mm -hmm. and I was like I stopped I stopped working at my job and I went all in for comedy and um I was making about thirty five hundred a month between comedy gigs and DJing and then um I was setting up a whole local tour and then the pandemic shut everything down and I was like. I was like, all right, well, it's cool. I got a little money tucked away. And then when the money that was tucked away started dwindling, then it's hard to be funny when you like, I don't know where my income is going to come from. <laughs> then you don't have no stage to get on. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and that's kind of I mean, like the therapy. Right, right. So then it's just like you have to find creative ways just to keep your mind occupied and not fall into a depression. So like I said, most of that was like like complete boredom. But, um, but because of it, like you said, like a lot of people came up with a lot of different things. I mean, I got my podcast that I launched now. So the other thing I started doing, I just started making flyers for events for when the pandemic was over, like different ideas and just try to keep my mind like sharp like that. So, but yeah, yeah, man. But like I said, I mean, it, it was either going to pandemic was either going to make you or, or, or break you. So yeah. I'm glad yeah, it didn't break you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to grow from it or yeah, you're not. <laughs> basically <laughs> right. um, uh, going back in time a little bit um tell us about last for last for the low oh man <laughs> all right it's a, it's a it's a funny story so last for the low man i came up with that name i was at tommy t's open mic um and you know how tommy t's open mic is it's basically a popularity contest for you to win <laughs> for you to win you know for you to win yeah who gets now, the loudest cheers basically 
Now, see me, I got like I got a thrill out of going to that by myself with no support and trying to win over people that went to go support somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I was there and um, this guy and uh, I mean, I'm not even making fun of fun of him, but he was it was a, a it was a handicapped comedian there. Right. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't funny on stage. And when he got off the stage, it took him almost five minutes to get off the stage. <laughs> and he was like, I did it. And, <laughs> and everybody started cracking up, right? And dude ended up winning a competition. <laughs> so uh, somebody, I'm not going to name the person that got pissed off, but somebody was there and got pissed off and was like, oh, man, this is this is, this is is bull. You're like, he funny. And he pointed at me. He was like, you funny. I'm funny. And I was like, chill out, bro. Like, it's a popularity contest. The, the handicapped dude came with about 20 people. <laughs> so I was like, dude, I said, man, we can do a show at one of my friend's restaurants or whatever for a lower price and just have laughs at a lower cost and just call it laughs for the low. <laughs> and then I just ran with it. So. So then it came up with a logo and then started printing it on shirts and then started going to a bunch of open mics and um, asking people if they wanted to be a part of it. And then at one point I had about 15 comedians, dude. So, wow. yeah. yeah. So, and it was cool. It served its purpose. You know, I, I still promote it. I thought um, you also were using it to, to help do fundraising, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing yeah. a whole bunch of stuff with it. So, and uh, I mean, the goal was really for it to, to really like expand into a movement where like it transformed into from uh, just last for the low comedy to last for the low entertainment, where we did, do different varieties of things, you know, um, and setting up like um, uh, networking opportunities, workshops, yeah. and the whole that. And it's still in the making. It's just now it's just me pretty much by myself behind it instead of trying to make it a collaboration with other comedians. Because they didn't really understand the vision, so I had to, uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> you know how you frustrating wanna, that could be. If you ever need help, we're we're on board. You yeah, just let us know. Uh, definitely down to collaborate. Okay, yeah. definitely appreciate it. So once once the dust settle, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like really, once everything completely, because everything is still not really open right now. Right. So, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people still working remote, and it's like. I think half is like fifty percent comfortable and then fifty percent not comfortable. So, like, I I need everything to open up, really, really not get back to normal, but open up a little more than what it is now, and then I really can start, you know, really making some noise. Absolutely, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing too. We're kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Uh, we're going over mics here and there, but not like we should be, like every week and whatever. Uh, I just put up a flyer with some show dates. It's got three shows on it, but hey, you know, whatever. It's also right. getting, you know, gas. Yeah, gas is, gas is expensive too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. We're kind of we're kind yeah. of far away from everything, but happens everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you mentioned your podcast. Tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast actually, um, what got me really into it. I, I know you heard of Michael Collier, right? What so, was that? Uh, Michael Michael Collier. Oh, Michael Collier, yeah. So he had me on his show, and he uses um, this app called StreamYard. And um, I saw how he worked that, and he was telling me about it offline. So I went ahead, and I bought the app. 
And I was like, you know what? Um, this is dope. This stuff that you can do yeah. do with with stream. It really art. is, yeah. Yeah, versus Zoom is and and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start playing around with it. And uh Jarrell gets on there with me. And we just talk about silly stuff sometimes, you know, uh peanut butter versus jelly. Just it's <laughs> <laughs> all, all all kinds of stuff. And it's really and then we had like our funny video of the week. And I'm really just tweaking it because going into next year when these headliners come in and Tommy T's, I'm gonna start breaking them on my show. So, uh, so yeah. I got a lot of things, a lot of things brewing for 2023. So right now, like I said, my podcast, all I'm doing now is, and when I get these like celebrities on there, I want to make sure I ironed out all of the kinks and, you know, what I'm saying completely know what I can do and what I can't do yeah. with the app. And Absolutely. then, like I said, next year, uh, really gonna start tapping in and and, and uh, communicating with the celebrities. Cause I, had, I mean, you'd be well, you wouldn't be surprised how many celebrities' phone numbers I got in my phone already. I probably and, uh, would be. I, guess, yeah. <laughs> I was but, really surprised about yeah. Things on Love, and that's just one. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of lot, lot of them are down to help. I mean, like I said, Tony Roberts, uh, Lance Woods, um, and even a lot, a lot of the features uh, that work with them. Uh, like and I got something. Uh, actually, I just tell you, it's pretty much in the makers. I got a, I'm producing a get like how Boogie Cousins had his um, comedy jam. I'm gonna uh, put together a Gary Payton All Star comedy jam uh, probably oh, in wow. February next year. That's perfect. And I got some. He's a big he's a big uh, Tommy T's goer and stuff. And he's really into comedy. Right. That's perfect. Right. So uh, he's gonna get some celebrities to come. But what's dope about it? I got some strong features from like. Uh, this guy Dave Butler out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Kareem Green. Uh, you should remember Kareem Green. He opened for Pops with his spoon. He's out of New York. And then um, my other homie, um, Jose Raymond out of L.A. Uh, real funny comic. Uh, so the whole thing would be like an all-star jam, but it would be like we got next, the next up-and-coming, you know, comedians that, that's, that's, about, that's that really, really right cool. at the mainstream level. So, yeah, so I got a lot of things brewing for next year, bro. So, and definitely gonna have to have, have y'all come tap in and come hop on my podcast and stuff, too. Yeah, and feel yeah. free to share whatever you want inside the hypothetical comedy. Network. Yeah, if you want to promote anything in our group, that's that's go ahead and do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely appreciate share it. Your, share your stream, whatnot. Yeah, streamer is really cool. Uh, I do, I do want to check that out too and get into it a little bit. My only thing with it is that you can only have like I think eight or ten people on it at a time. Yeah, but, you know. but see if you don't like if you're doing like uh if, like Zoom is cool, like if you're doing like uh open mic zoom or open comedy mics, zoom, right? Yeah, you know, but, like, Zoom is perfect for that. But if just right. podcasting people and you know, because you can have people sign on it at you can give them different time slots. Oh, that's a good idea too. Pick, you're right. Yeah. 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 So and then it has like a waiting room and all of that, but the just the stuff that you can tweet, um, how you can add like the share screen option is is way easier than um than zoom and yeah. the fact that you can go live like you can be live on uh multiple platforms at the same time like oh, I, I go oh, live on my, and this, I'm live the on sharing my screen looks and facebook at the same time the, the sharing screen looks a lot smoother on Streamyard too mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you can pick different formats you could you can make a whole bunch of tweaks to it i think it's only like about like they got a free version too that you can use and it just had the uh, StreamYard logo on the screen. Um, but if you pay, like, I think it's only like 20 bucks a month, bro. And then it un- unlocks everything, all of the features. You get you all use. your pictures and your, your watermarks, yep. all that fun stuff. Pitch, yep. Hell you put yeah. your logo up. Um, 
pictures, videos, um, like you name it, you can do it. And it records it. So if you wanted to chop it up like how Vlad TV does and just put out like, you know, 10 minute increments or whatever, like you could do that too. Oh, wow. So That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. I wish you the best in that. Absolutely. Um, what kind of DJing stuff are you doing outside of Tommy T's? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, like, like a lot of people probably wouldn't notice. I actually kind of hate DJing, bro. Like, <laughs> you're so you know, okay. you're like, so into it though. <laughs> you set you set such a good pace for the comedy shows. Like when we're at the club, and you because you're the first person that they hear, and you're like, you do your little joke about the license plate thing, right? You're like, you know, you like you you hear how quiet you guys got. Yeah, keep that same energy for the comics. Like, <laughs> it's always a huge laugh, and it's just it sets a great thing. So you're really good at what you do. I appreciate it. Anyways, see the thing you about it is, <laughs> see when you do, when you do. Okay, I'm just gonna be transparent with y'all. When you do like black parties, <laughs> like first of all. They are they don't understand, you know, they, they always try to go lower on the price. I'm like, a real DJ is starting at about five hundred bucks, you know what I'm saying, for about five hours. That's standard. They don't understand, you know, if your party, if you book me from five PM to ten PM and you agree to the five hundred bucks, and I get there four thirty and I sit up and your party don't get there till eight. That don't mean that I'm gonna keep DJing till midnight because your people <laughs> <laughs> didn't get there until whatever time. <laughs> then, <laughs> like, wow. dude, like, like, I, I, like, you want to know what probably the number one pet peeve is for DJs? I'm gonna tell you what it is. Okay. Hey, bro, can you play this one song? No, man. Look, <laughs> I don't want to play whatever you want to hear. Like, I spent hours in the downloading music or whatever. For this party, I know what I'm doing, and then like I get somebody that will request a song that just don't like I this this was one this is what made me stop doing private parties. Like I gotta really like you really have to be close to me or a best friend. Uh, I I've turned down family. I DJed a party. <laughs> I did. I was, this is a true story. I DJed a party where it was like older people and younger people at the same time. So. And it was like on on opposite sides of the of the club. So I would play some Luther Vandross for the older people, and then the younger people were like, "Hey, what the hell are you playing?" And then I'll play some Young Thug or something. Then the older people would start complaining, and it was just like, you know what? I'm about to unhook all of this and go home <laughs> because I can't deal with all of this complaining. Like, dude, like, and then like I said, then the person that like like. They, they, it's always one person at a party that a request a song that doesn't have. It's like it is totally not a party song, <laughs> and it just a damper the whole like damper the whole party. And then as people like if you play it, then people will look at you like, why the hell are you playing this? And it's like, girl, like so now that somebody requests a wax song and I'm doing a party, I'll get on the microphone and say, hey, this next song that I'm pretty sure y'all not gonna. Uh, like was requested by this person right here, so don't look at me. <laughs> well, y'all can't dance to this. This person is the one, so I just kind of just not. Nah, so if I'm DJing and just playing stuff that I want to hear, it's cool. But you know, people will book you and then they'll they'll and then they won't even let like a song play. Like it'll be ten. It could even be a song that people like, 
And 10 seconds into it, oh, hey, man, won't you play this? Play this. Like, dude, get the hell away from my <laughs> That's the irritating. That's the irritating part of these man. Because people don't they don't understand the setup, the breakdown, and then like the, the just constant requests, and then uh, and then if, like I'm not gonna play number one hits for five hours straight. Like yeah, <laughs> one of the songs, <laughs> like one of the songs, one of the songs uh, that I played. Yeah, you might not want to dance to it, but somebody else might want to. I'm not here making a custom list just for you. Like so, yeah, it's it's a whole like. I think if you ask any DJ. Like, what's the number one pet peeve? Is like the people with song requests and all of that. So, if if you really ask me, like, don't like, don't advertise me. I don't even put DJ Mike. <laughs> on, 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 on. And I always say that I'm a DJ at Tommy T's. That's it. Nowhere else. <laughs> so, nowhere else. All right. Anybody listening to this, don't even say the word. Don't book me. I'm not DJ. I just, I just say no. Uh, you know, I turned down several several gigs. Actually, like, I ran out of place. Somebody wants me to DJ for them tomorrow. And I was like, no, nah, but I'll rent my equipment out and you can just hook your phone up to it. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you can play whatever you want to play. <laughs> can you imagine if uh, you get super famous and that's your calling card? Is you know your fans get to come up to you and say, "Hey, can you DJ for me?" And you say no, and they're like, "Yes." Now, see, if I'm famous, like so now it's a flip side to it. Like, um, what is what is the DJ name? I can't remember his name. Um, that was doing like the online party and stuff. Um, I forgot his name. But anyway, he's a big DJ. And when people and companies book him, they don't sit here. Oh, there's a dog fight going on. They must have found the geese. Out of nowhere, right? <laughs> the dog is about, about two feet. It sounds like it's like a two-inch right. dog. It sounds fake. What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> you were saying on the flip side, because you said all the bad things about DJing is on the flip side. Oh, oh yeah. So, so the DJ that's famous, like, they don't bug him. I, I, I can't remember his name. Oh, the he's on DJ? Instagram. Yeah. And he goes on Instagram live and started DJing. And I think Michelle Obama joined his live and stuff. I'm just like, wow. Um, but when you get that big, they want people won't, they'll just let you do you. Yeah. If you're not, <laughs> right? If, if you're not, and I, I, I did a private gig with somebody, uh, one of Tommy T's regulars. And um, same thing happened. Like um, her son came up to me and was like, hey, man, can you play this? This will get, a, get the party going. And I'm like, it probably won't, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I played the song, and the only person dancing was him. <laughs> and then I'm like, dude, like, like, there's an art to it, man. Like, playing music, you got to be able to read the crowd. And it's almost like a comedy show with music. You got, once people are intoxicated at a comedy show, stuff get funnier. Same thing at a party. Like, when you start to party off, people want to eat, mingle, whatever. And once they get intoxicated, I can put on Britney Spears and speed it up, and they'll dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, not. Nah, I hate. As long story short, I hate DJ. What am I for, for people? What am I for corporations? One of my favorite moments of Tommy T's. 
uh, it was like a Sunday show, and you were like getting the crowd ready, and you do that. Um, Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. And then yeah. you, you, you know, know you, you mute it, and they sing the next line. And you had trained the crowd before the show started. You would mute it, and the crowd would go. And even look at my balls. <laughs> and then Girl. later on in the night, I, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Mario Hodge. I'm not sure. I think it was Mario Hodge. Came on stage. You were playing "Ain't No Fun," and you stopped it as you grabbed the microphone, and the whole crowd goes, "And even look at my balls." <laughs> <laughs> this shit was so Dude, like. I- it's funny, but you know what? I almost I I, I kind of hate myself for that because I don't even. That's one of my favorite songs, and I like ruined it because I don't. <laughs> oh, because I do oh, it so much. Like when it comes on, like if I have it on one of my mixes or something, they come on in the car, I cut it off. <laughs> like, like I'm tired of hearing it now. Like, <laughs> that, I think that's the one. That's one of the things that suck about comedy, like, or or like. Like if you ever heard one of my sets, you never really hear me say the same jokes too much because I, I like after a while, even my own jokes would get on my nerves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then now I get people that that it's funny. Um, I think I went to a gas station and somebody recognized me, and um, they said that they looked at me and was like, "Andrew, you even look my balls." So I was at the gas <laughs> station. I was like, <laughs> "Damn!" They could have at least just said who. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, you'd be surprised, man. Like, <laughs> like the stuff people remember and and, and don't remember about you. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we had a comedy uh, person recognize Athena on the streets and call her penis cake. Oh yeah, because I had a joke <laughs> about a penis-shaped cake, and they didn't remember my name, but they remembered the he, punch. They walked. He, oh, yeah. he walked up to her and he pointed at her and said, "Penis cake." Hey, <laughs> Actually, it's Athena, but thank right, you. Right. That's, that's funny. I had somebody else come up to me. I had a, uh, a joke about having sex and not taking off your underwear. And, like, I think so the girl had to get it get it through the dick hole. And so, and that wasn't even a punchline. And um, the person ran into me. I forgot where. I think I was at a Walmart or something. Like, hey, through the dick hole. What was like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best! Especially other people. If other people at Walmart heard that out of context, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so, yeah, that's that's funny. It's funny, like when I'm at other places, people don't really understand. Like, like I like from one transit, like one, like I'm here at umpire, and I think I made a, um, I made a call, and the person didn't, the batter didn't like it. And she was like, well, I guess you're a fucking comedian today, aren't you? And I was like, I actually, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> we sure designed an umpire today. I, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> I showed the catcher my Instagram. He was like, he wasn't bullshitting. He's really. <laughs> oh, wow. That was hilarious. <laughs> you're where the action is at with the freaking dog fight. The oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you thought you thought comedy was wild screaming. You, you should become a baseball umpire. Oh, yeah. oh. Now, if you ever want some material, man, come to a softball. <laughs> come to an adult adult softball tournament. Look, it, it ain't no telling what you might see out here. It's, it's a bunch, all it is is a bunch of it's just a bunch of has-beens. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to relive high school dreams and aspirations <laughs> with a bunch right. of with a, with right. a bunch of all right, all right, myself included. I'm, I'm like I'm umpiring today, but I'm playing in a tournament tomorrow. So, <laughs> right. Well, then uh, you know if you make good calls for people, maybe they'll make some good calls for you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I don't care. I just come to drink. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. That's what I'm here for. The the, the alcohol. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice. we'll, we'll let you get back to, to uh, the softball festivities. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been, Hell fun. Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, before my you go, pleasure, you want to play your bro. social? What was that? I said, my pleasure, man. Definitely got to have y'all come on my podcast. Hell yeah. You want to plug your social media? Uh, comedian.mike.jones on Instagram. Hell yeah. And I am at Funky Sam Medina on Instagram. And I'm at She Shines for You on Instagram and Twitter. Hell yeah. And Hypothetical Comedy also. Uh, everything else we do. Hey, thanks, Mike. Uh, it was really good talking to you, man. All right. Likewise.